Welcome, my friends, to Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly conversation where two internet vets talk about technology, the internet, where it's headed, where we wish it was headed. I'm Jason. And I'm Brian. You can find us on the web at grumpyoldgeeks.com. Hey, Jason. Hey, Bri. Welcome back. Thank you. How was the trip? Amazing. Excellent. I'm feeling quite refreshed, even though the beginning of the trip was insanely hectic. I flew in at the ass crack of dawn, had to go downtown Chicago, then back to the suburbs, then sleep for like four hours, get in the car, drive to Madison, go see my, pack up my brother's dorm, then watch 3,300 kids graduate, (laughs) (laughs) then drive all the way back, then go out to dinner, and then basically crash for as long as possible. But it was cool to see my brother graduate, I gotta say. Excellent. I did enjoy the photos of uh, the Bloody Marys at your various stops. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it, I, that's, my, that's my rocket fuel when I fly. <laughs> it's a good one. I, I do the whiskey Coke on the plane. but Well, I, I, I've toned down in my old age because it <laughs> used to be uh, two double Bloody Marys before getting on the plane, then two double Bloody Marys on the plane, then pass out and hopefully sober up by the time you land. <laughs> that, that sounds very reasonable to me. I used to have it timed to a T, but uh, this was only a four-hour flight, so I had to kind of dial it back a bit. Right. Did you find yourself having to work at all, or did you have a real vacation? I had to work almost the entire time. Ah, and what was your traveling gear of choice? Uh, company laptop. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't own a laptop anymore. I actually sold all of my mobile gear. <laughs> the company I worked at before gave me an Air, and I had an Air, so... I traded it for rent and utilities for a month because I didn't really need it. It was depreciating. Right. And uh, I found like I could do almost everything on my iMac with my iPad for general stuff. But yeah, when I travel, I have to have them give me a laptop right. to take. And since it's a company laptop, it was like a 17-year-old MacBook <laughs> Semi-Pro that, that weighed about 18 tons. It's the MacBook Amateur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was about it. <laughs> right. So yeah, there was there was unfortunately some work that had to get done, but we we launched the product while I was out there, and uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, I might actually put a link in the show notes to it. I'm not going to say it right now, but okay, you can you can pimp your work. I, I can, but okay. I, I want to make sure it's cool with the clients because it's it's actually a pretty cool thing. I mean, yeah, it's still a Facebook game, <laughs> but it's a pretty advanced Facebook game. Do people still play games on Facebook? Yes, they do because my side feed is always full of that candy crap. Yeah, but that's that's actually an iPhone game. That, oh, is it? That no. They might have a Facebook component, but it's like you tie in, you know, it's okay. standard app shit. Right, like right. join your friends, invite them to come along and ruin their day by all these <laughs> damn invites. <laughs> At least it's not, remember Mobster Wars? That was one that was just the worst. Yeah, that was all over the place. You used to be able to kind of block seeing things, but I don't think you can. Well, you can block it from your you news can, feed. But. No, yeah, you can still block some apps, although I've blocked Spotify four times, and I still get your fucking Spotify <laughs> updates all the time. How is the new skinny puppy, by the way? Um, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I was I was a little worried, and, and one of my friends commented on it, too, because the past couple albums haven't really been what I would call skinny puppy. They mm-hmm. sounded more like the side projects, but uh, this one's really good. I, you know, There's no like standout track that I can go, this is amazing, but I've enjoyed listening to it, and I'm definitely looking forward to them touring, because they're quite... Um, <laughs> it's quite a show when yeah. they tour. So. I, th- I think I saw them at the Henry Ford. Yeah. That was a pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. Good so, seats. so it's good. It's good. It's... it's it, you know, things have changed so much now. It's we've talked about this a couple of times. You don't really devour music the way that you used to. You don't delve into it, or at least I don't. It's definitely more, you know, kind of a come and go thing these days. Um, so I've listened to the album a couple of times. I like it, but I'm not like, 
in love with it. And I don't know if that's an age thing or if that's a technology thing, you know, it's because I'm 40 now and I'm not going to sit and listen to a skinny puppy like I did when I was 18. <laughs> or is it the technology? Is it not holding the CD in your hand and having the liner notes and only having the one disc in your car and you listen to it while you're driving around trying to find your girlfriend or whatever. So could, could just be, it's not that good of a CD. I don't know if you need to go, that too. go too deep into it. Yeah. There. Well, um, Carl Hyde from underworld just put out a solo album, which I've been listening to tons. So maybe it is just not the greatest skinny puppy album, or yeah. maybe I'm just not into that kind of music anymore. Cause it is kind of harsh and industrial and you've mellowed with age. I'm not so angsty. Although <laughs> we'll get to that later <laughs> in the hate section. Yeah. So when I was, um, on the trip, I was uh, I was noticing that I was sleeping better, like right. ridiculously better, and I was chalked it up to um, just being on vacation, you know, relaxing in between work and travel from yeah. hell and all that stuff. But I still like slept amazing, and on one of the uh, well, getting back to like I was reading again too, so I was relaxing in the morning. Can right. you scroll that down? Sure. Because I'm waving my arms around and trying to get you to do it. I I'm just going to ask wasn't you to sure do what it. What you were doing there? <laughs> so I found an article that was called "Student Science Experiment Finds Plants Won't Grow Near Wi-Fi Router." Right. Now it starts out with these girls having problems because they sleep with their cell phones next to their head. Right. Doing whatever. Because they're getting texts constantly. Yeah. yeah. I see. I used to do that because I would fall asleep to an audible book or a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I de definitely noticed when it was like right next to my head the next morning, I was fuzzy, cloudy, and, you know, not factoring in vodka, gin, or beer. <laughs> I just, I distinctly noticed something different. So I've, you know, since then I've put my, I put my phone on airplane mode right when I go to sleep, which is also great for when people try and call you in the middle of the night and bug you about a server being down. Right. Um, and I noticed it, it kind of went away. So when I saw this, I'm like, interesting. Because they couldn't replicate the, they, this was for like a science project, but they couldn't do the cell phone testing because of, they didn't have just the equipment. Right. I think they're in Sweden or Norway or, or Denmark, they're in Denmark. Denmark yeah. And so what they did was they approximated it by taking two Wi-Fi routers to check the signal out of those because it approximated a cell phone. Right. But the random thing they found was the plants that were next to the Wi-Fi router just wouldn't grow, <laughs> which is just bizarre. Yeah. And the ones across the room did. So is the signal coming out of a Wi-Fi router that strong that it can, you know, modify biological uh, uh, cells in some way? Why not? It's it's all energy. There are waves what? coming out of it, just like the radiation from the sun is a wave, sound is a wave, that stuff's a wave. Yeah, I mean, and, and I posted posted this <laughs> thing, and a and, uh, good friend of the show, Dr. Uh, Dr. Teeter, mm -hmm. basically just ripped me a new one saying, that's not science, <laughs> you know? <laughs> because you have you do have to deal with things like wavelength. Yeah. Um, that's that's what, a lot, what the cell phone companies are always saying. The wavelength is too long for it to have any meaningful interaction with your cells. Right. But, but I'm I, just going to say from when I got home, the first night I was there... I slept like crap again because right next to my bed, literally on my nightstand, not more than a foot and a half from my head are two damn Wi-Fi routers. Right. My cell phone was off in an airplane, but in an iMac on the other side of it. Yeah. So what I did was I, I completely rearranged my room, put the Wi-Fi routers on the other side of the room, moved my bed, turned off my iMac at night and turned off my cell phone at night. So just that the only electronics in the room are the Wi-Fi routers at the other end of the room. Right. I have slept like a baby. Now... This is not, this is, you know, you can't really get a scientific result out of that. This is completely, 
No, but personal experience, and it's definitely working for you. And I'm looking at the photos on this article, which was in the show notes. Um, It's a little hard to argue with that. It may not be science, but that one has... One is covered with green and the other is dead. Yeah, so hopefully somebody <laughs> will actually do real research on it that's not sponsored by, by the, the cell, cell phone, phone companies. companies. Yeah. yeah. So how far away do you put your stuff to, uh, the, to notice the, the real effect, like the routers? Because I'm, well, I'm I mean, looking I down right now and I'm sitting literally on top of two wire, wireless routers yeah. all day, every day. Hope you don't want children. Uh, <laughs> this is a concern. Um, so... I didn't do any like testing to say put it two feet, three feet, four feet. I just right. basically put it as far away from me as I could get it. So it's about eight feet away, eight feet away now. Hmm. I'm going to have to do some restructuring around this office. I, I yeah. just sit here too long. So, well, although our houses are all covered now, like I'm thinking downstairs where I sleep, I've got an Apple TV mm-hmm. and an Apple, uh, you know, Ethernet Express. Well, the and... the Express is a broadcaster, but the Apple TV is a receiver. It okay. doesn't broadcast. Okay, so it's just the that one and then i usually have my cell phone downstairs which i'll stop doing and i have an old ipad touch that's wireless which is connected to the you know the my clock alarm radio mm-hmm. so i'm gonna have to start shutting that off too just i mean i just keep everything in because i'm not gonna turn it off because i still need i'm gonna start having my cell phone back on but i keep right. it farther away and i put speakers up mm-hmm. so it's not next to my head to use a little crappy in phone speaker right but i i I really like going to bed with an audiobook or yeah. you know something cuz I just have trouble sleeping most of the time. Yeah. But even in um I think it was the 4-hour body Tim Ferriss was talking about how um he noticed like sperm count going down because he kept a cell phone in his pocket which also yeah. not science not no. saying it's you know um hard science here but he stopped carrying his phone in his pocket. Why hasn't a university done a hardcore study on this? Maybe they have, and we just don't have the data. So we right. should, we should, we'll look it up and see if we can find anything. And if, yeah. there's, if there's any good studies we can find, we'll put them in the show notes. Or if, you, if, if you're listening and you know of any good studies, uh, check out the contact form on Grumpy Old Geeks and send us some links. Yeah. We'll put them in the show notes. Because uh, this is definitely something there. that affects all of us geeks. Mm-hmm. It affects everybody now. You can't get away from wireless signals. You're blanketed by them everywhere. So... It, yeah, I want to know. I want. I really do want to know. Like, yeah. how does this affect us? How far away should we be? I mean, it's obviously prolonged exposure that causes this is a real problem. Sleeping twenty four, you know, twelve hours, twenty four hours. Who sleeps for twenty four hours? <laughs> I wish I to. could. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. But so, uh, and I mean, there were all the studies back in the day that you know, that they said that it's not harmful, and Penn and Teller even did a bullshit on it, a little right. segment on bullshit on it. Yeah. And, but the the real issue is, it's like. I don't think we've had enough time to really figure it out. And cell phones have changed with signal strength. You've got Bluetooth chips. You got GPS. Well, those are receivers, not broadcasters. But you got, yeah. you know, emitting Bluetooth signals. I just, I think there's just so many things going on right now. You just yeah. don't know. And I'm not trying to be like, you know, all oh, the chicken little. The sky is falling. I'm just saying, let's look into it and figure something. No, out. No, I agree. And and you think about like, you know, when these studies were being done, or you think about the fact that you know maybe they're only testing one Wi-Fi router. If you're in an apartment complex, you're getting hit by... I know right now I'm in range of 15 different wireless signals. So they're all overlapping with each other and they're combining with each other and nobody's studied that. Like, yeah. And, and also, I mean, if you're looking at signal strength from the source, mm-hmm. you know, like your neighbor's Wi-Fi probably doesn't have the signal strength. Shit, it barely has the signal strength to get my iPad on it, right. let alone, <laughs> you know, fuck with your physiology. Yeah. Well, but sitting right next to it all day, every day, yes. you don't know. You don't know. And on the subject of health, let me tell you what the beer of the day is, Jason. It's a a Jason pick, so uh, you beer snobs, cover your ears for a second. We are drinking Michelob Ultra. It's the superior light beer. 
<laughs> I, I, I think it is. And uh, tell me again why we're drinking this, because I, I actually quite like this, and I might have to... It's not a bad beer. No, it's actually not. It's very light, because in the summer, I lo- like I used to drink Coors Light, because mm-hmm. after you're mowing the lawn, ain't nothing better than a frosty Coors Light. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I lo- It's terrible stuff if you're like you know in the middle of winter and you're looking for a decent beer, but right. for refreshability... This stuff is pretty good, and the upside is, okay, 95 calories a bottle, which right. isn't really the the important part. It's 2.6 grams of carbs. Right. That is which good. is less than a glass of red wine. Right. Yeah, and it's it's not bad, and you've noticed the, the effects of it well, for the, just drinking it for a few weeks, right? Well, yeah, what happened was I got to Pennsylvania, and my stepdad bought me some beer because mm-hmm. he knows I like beer. And he rolls this stuff out, and I'm like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> and... I had like nine of them the first night. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be huge tomorrow, be bloated, and standard beer stuff like the next day after we usually do this show. Yeah. I lost a pound. Drinking nine beers. Well, and exercising and doing the normal stuff that I would normally do. This is a diet I can get behind. But I'm saying, and ever since then, I've I've been drinking this stuff, and coupled with going to the gym every morning now, this stuff is my wonder beer. Right. Wunderbier. Wunderbar. Wunderbier. <laughs> uh, well, cheers to that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take you up on this because <laughs> I've uh, just recently started redoing P90X, uh, getting back on that bandwagon, P90X2 specifically. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to get as healthy as possible, you know, right after the 40th birthday shenanigans and all the unhealthiness that ensued. It's it's back to the grind and back hardcore. So Yeah, and I, I, would, I would definitely, we were drinking the bottles today. Mm-hmm. Check out, see if you can find it in cans, because A, it's cheaper. You don't have to deal with the CRV. And the cans are really skinny and tall, so they don't take up as much room in your refrigerator, so you can put more in. (laughs) There you go. Wow. Well, I will definitely be doing that. Um, And yeah, that's just uh, also another little, you know, hint for you you, uh, young grumpy geeks that are out there. Get started being healthy early. Don't wait like a lot of us did. Yeah. (laughs) Start exercising now. Don't sit in front of your computer all the day and uh, drink a low-carb beer, apparently. Yeah, as long as you're over 21 or have a brother or sister who is. Or, you know, whatever. Hobo down the street will take five bucks. <laughs> so, I, and to the workout thing, since I got back, well, when I was in Pittsburgh, my mom had a gazelle. Remember that thing they used to show it on TV? Oh, the, yes, where yes, you yes. Go swish yes. back and forth. It's kind of like a low-rent... Uh, elliptical, elliptical sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And you basically just go back and forth. So I was doing that for an hour a day. Right. And I'm like, I was feeling great. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, got a new beer. Got a little workout regime going. Right. As soon as I got back, I started going to the gym every morning. So now by 9 o'clock, I got my 10,000 steps on my Fitbit. I feel great all day. And I uh, go to bed at like 10 at night because I get up at 5 in the morning to go to the gym. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to do it. I mean, you're supposed to work out first thing in the morning. It's supposed to be way better for you. Um, yeah. I always try to do that, but I fail miserably pretty often. So, Yeah, that's it, at five in the morning. It's like I force myself to get out of bed and there's just nothing else to do at five in the morning. Yeah, that's a good point. Don't check emails. I don't even <laughs> turn my computer on until I get back from the gym, have my breakfast and get in the hot tub and take a shower. And So I got a nice regime in the morning now. Do you have a Michelob Ultra in the uh, hot tub at 9 a.m.? No comment. No comment. This week, uh, we're going to talk about uh, our favorite subject, I think. It both giveth and it taketh away. It's uh, awesome and incredibly frustrating. 
Social networks. Okay. <laughs> um, it seems to be kind of in popular culture right now, being social and everything. Uh, but definitely, I've noticed this week, there's there's a plethora of articles. Did you say plethora? Plethora? A plethora, plethora of pinatas. Um, there's articles all over the place about how people are really using social media, uh, social media burnout, fatigue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... Since we live in this world and, and we work on these stupid social medias all day, let's talk about it. <laughs> so I think it started off with the uh, that Pew study that came out yeah. where they you know studied uh, like 800 teens saying that, oh, we don't like Facebook anymore. It's a, it's a burden to us. Right. They don't, they don't, you know, they, they hate it that their parents are on there. It's not a safe place for them to be teens anymore. Yeah. And they've moved to, you know, other avenues like Instagram or Tumblr or Twitter. Or... But the article did say that they feel the need to stay on it and check in basically constantly on Facebook. Even though they've moved on to other things, it's a burden, but they have to be there. Kind of like heroin. Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a burden. <laughs> right. It's the Facebook on our back. Yeah, and... That's the that's the the terrible thing about Facebook is that since everybody uses it, you can't not use it. We talked about this with Joey. You yeah. know, he he's he's lost friends because of it. I personally can't stop using it because I work on it. Yeah, I and work on it, and it's it's how I keep in touch with a lot of my friends who I don't see in person anymore. And I'm certainly not going to be doing phone calls or skyping or anything. It's it's great for that, but I I do feel the burden aspect as well. I feel like I have to check every couple hours. But why? Even, I don't know. See, it's it's just become a thing. It's become a thing where you have to you have to see what's going on. I might be missing something. A friend could be down the street having a beer at Finn's without me. That can't happen. <laughs> but maybe he didn't want you to show up. <laughs> maybe he was having a beer with other people that he liked more than you. That can't possibly be happening. Oh, no dear. way. Um, no, I mean, that is kind of the feeling that that's in my mind with, with Facebook. And Facebook is kind of really the only social media that that I particularly involve myself with and or I'm on all the time or do updates on. I mean... As an experiment recently, just because I felt like I had to, well, I'm on all the other ones for bands or stuff, but I've actually, you know, signed myself up with Instagram, Foursquare, uh, all these other, you know, what else am I, I signed up with Vine as well. And, you know, all my same friends that are on Facebook are on these other medias, but they're doing things on the other media that I don't see on Facebook. So now I feel like I have to check them there too. It's, it's getting ridiculous. But this is... This is the sound of history repeating. <laughs> this is nothing new. Yeah. Since there has been social networks, the, the same thing happens. People get on it, they get addicted to it, then they burn out, then they never touch it again. Right. You know, it's, that's why there's always a cycle of people going through it. Yeah. You know, you get people that have never, like my mom just found out about Pinterest last week. <laughs> and now she was like, have you seen this great little thing? I can look at pictures and all this new stuff. And I'm like... Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always going to be somebody who's, you know, never seen it before. So it's new to them, new to their friends. There's always yeah. going to be late adopters, middle adopters, and early adopters. We tend to be in the early adopter category, yeah. which is always frustrating because by the time this shit gets popular, we are so burnt out on it. We're we never done. want to see it again. Yeah. You know? And this this has always been the way. I mean, started back in the day, you get you had Blogger, you had Live Journal. Then you moved into MySpace and all the, you know, the subset sites that came out of those that are long gone that nobody can remember anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, flash in the pan, they, they're big for a year and they move on and they disappear. Right. And it's going to, it's never going to stop. There's always going to be this, this turnover. But now it's, since it's in, you know, 
um, was it the Zeitgeist? Yes, the Zeitgeist. Does it work? <laughs> um, yes. It's now it's just everybody's on this shit, and it, you can't get away from hearing about it. But this is the, this behavior. I don't think is anything new. Right. I mean, even even look at Flickr. Flickr now that they've done all these you know wonderful upgrades to make <laughs> things pretty and annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't. I personally don't like the new Flickr. I I'm not a big fan of it. But yeah, that's not the point. The point is. There used to be great communities on Flickr. They burnt out. They faded away. Everybody disbanded. Right. Trying to get them to come back. That's not what... I don't think that's what they're going for. I think they're trying to get a new crowd trying in. To get a new and crowd not in. to, you know, not to revive the old communities. Because once a community lives... It has a lifespan. You know, then people move on. Right. And... But it's, it goes in with the whole burnout, too. It's like you spend enough time on Flickr looking at other people's photos. You're going to get burnt. Right. And you're going to move on. Then you move to 500px. <laughs> well, it, that's probably not a thing anymore either, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are kind of almost more targeted communities, so I get that. It's it's more like the Instagram and, and the Vine thing where you're just seeing updates from friends. And I started to ask myself, because it does, it does feel like heroin. It, it's become this drug that I think is affecting all of us where we need to know everything and see everything and make sure that we are caught up on everything. And I'm like, how many photos of... Uh, how many of my friends' sunset photos do I actually need to see? All of them. Or pictures of their kids. Uh, I love my friend Sasha. I love her little baby, and she occasionally posts the photo on Facebook, and that's enough for me. But if I look at her Instagram, there's 30 more pictures of her. I don't need to see it, but I feel like I do. And I think we all kind of feel that way a little bit. We feel like once we get on these things, we've got to check them all the time. And you also have to post or you will become irrelevant. Right. And I got to make sure that people like my Instagram status. And, and it's, it's insane. And there was another article that actually came up about on Huffington Post, what really happens on a teen girl's phone. And they talked to this one particular girl, so it's obviously not an incredibly in-depth study. But I did find it really interesting where she did a list of all the metrics that she found important, which I am trying to find right now. Um, Here's what this girl regularly tracks. The number of contacts stored on her iPhone. The number of people following her on Instagram. The number of people who have asked to follow her on Instagram, but she's refused to accept. The number of people following her Tumblr blog. Her high score on Dots. One of your likes. Also the Jared Leto album. And she beat me. (laughs) The number of photos she stores on her phone. Uh, the number of photos her friends store on their phones, so uh, you know, which is kind of a weird metric. Yeah. Uh, the number of people she's friends with on Facebook, the number of acquaintances who quit Facebook. She also uses the app InstaFollow to keep tabs on who's unfollowed her on Instagram, so she can unfollow them. That sounds like a full day. <laughs> it is. It's a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. And we haven't even talked about Twitter, which yeah. is the biggest time which, suck. Which she may or may not be on. I'm I'm surprised that wasn't listed. Um, and God knows, you know. She's probably on 20 other apps that we haven't even heard of yet, which the kids are just finding out. You know, it did mention earlier that she quit Snapchat. Okay. And God <laughs> knows what she was doing on there, but we have forensic science to get that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is a full-time job. That's, that's half of the problem with it. And when I was big into it, mm-hmm. you know, back when a lot of the stuff was, when, when, when these systems first came out, I was always, you know, at the beginning of the line to yeah. try them out. And, you know, my hatred for Twitter doesn't come from the fact that it's not a useful service. It comes from the fact that I just didn't understand it as a tool when it first came out and I used it improperly. I would try and have conversations with people, but it was public and it's like, it it was, I I completely used it wrong in my hatred for Twitter. I'm 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 reevaluating that now because it is a tool and where Facebook is a very, if you do your privacy settings, right, it's a private conversation. Yeah. 
Exactly. Twitter is a public conversation. Yeah. And that's where you can really like communicate with a lot of people. And that part I'm, I'm trying to get back into because I do kind of miss that global communication feel. Right. But it, I, I'm just terrified that I'm going to go back down that rabbit hole. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't want to have TweetDeck open ever again with my 18 lists and, you know, all my tags and filters and all that shit. It's, it, yeah, Twitter burned me out too because it's just, it's too, it's too much. And, and, you know, you just have to look all the time and you feel like you have to be posting all the time. Or like you said, you become irrelevant and you're dropped out of whatever thing is happening. And yeah. for me, it's just, you know, I'm happy doing my couple of Facebook updates a day that are quite funny and that's good enough for me. And I'm happy to make my friends laugh. I don't need to make a mark on the world via Twitter. And I don't, it's just like you, f you start to feel ridiculous. Like you show up at a place and you have to check in on Foursquare and then you have to do a Facebook update about it. And then you should probably tweet about it. And then maybe I should take a photo and put it on Instagram. And then I should probably do a quick look seven second video of me drinking my beer to put on Vine. And oh, I, I don't get to sit and enjoy my beer. I have to do 18 things as soon as I get somewhere. It's ridiculous. I know. But, and, and the funny thing about the, this behavior that you're describing is something mm -hmm. that my crowd did four years ago, five years ago, right. you know, and you know, we're over it now for the most part. I've done that. I've been there. I can selectively post interesting things because I know what's not interesting. Right. My, I'm trying to get better at this. I, I did post all of my bloody Marys on my trip to Instagram, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> That's fine. That was, that was part of a narrative arc, right? That wasn't the sandwich that I'm having. The, the infamous cheese sandwich. Yes. You know? Yes. But you did, a, a you connected sandwich. your Instagram to Facebook. Yes. So I don't feel like I'm missing out because I see it on Facebook. Now I, I don't understand the people that have the Facebook and then the Instagram and then they're not connected. And it's, I, I just, there, well, that's a fine line. That's a very fine line between with cross posting, right? You can, you can piss a lot of people off. If you have a tweet that goes to your blog, your right. everywhere, you know, there's a, there's a really fine line and I've selectively, I don't post every po photo on Facebook that I post on Instagram. Right. I selectively post things that I know that my friends that are on Facebook would like to see that, mm -hmm. are, that have no idea that I'm on Instagram. Right. Because Instagram some, also is kind of more of a broadcasting medium. Like, yes. Like Twitter. So yeah, you can do the same with Twitter. You can make private accounts, right. but for the most part, I don't know almost any of the people that follow me on Instagram. Yeah. And that just seems like such a weird thing to me. It's, it's, it's somewhere I don't really want to go. I'm not into doing things that like people I don't know would see at, but that's just me. Yeah. It depends so. on, it depends on your goal, what your, your yeah. personal level of, you know, narcissism and, <laughs> and, and, and drive to fame is. I guess I would score low on Dr. Drew's narcissism test. Then. <laughs> and I go look back at when I started blog rolling and it, that started to pick up steam and get popular, my personal blog, which had nothing to do with blog rolling, but it was just, I, it was linked from your basic when you start up, yeah. you know, I, I, I fudge the power law because yeah. when you start up an account, like, like the, the WordPress blog roll pre-populated with a bunch of links to get free traffic. Right. Or so, when you joined MySpace, you became Tom's friend. Yeah. So I did the same <laughs> thing there. And one day, I, like after six months, I never looked at stats on my blog. Cause I'm like, okay, well, there's like seven people that look at my blog. 10,000 people a day were reading my blog <laughs> and i it flipped me out. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I just posted about the cooking power a power I have. <laughs> no, I just posted about like having a Jack Daniels sitting in the nude cooking a steak on my grill. <laughs> I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> you know, and that brings into focus a lot of things that people shouldn't post, but that's a top different <laughs> that's topic. That's a whole different topic. But you know, but the thinking burn, about the it burnout now, thing is, yeah. is, a, 
Yeah, I mean, I've only been doing this stuff for a week and I'm burnt out. Like, I could care less. I'll probably never open up Instagram again. So, and it, because it's, it's different strokes for different folks. Yeah. And like, I mean, we've said a thousand times, these sites come and go. But the interesting thing was you just had a list of the top 10 yes. uh, social Actually, networks. Actually, top 15. Okay, top 15 social networks as of May 2013. Now, the biggest surprise for me is not that MySpace is at number five, because that's, that's it's still that's fairly, it, well, it's still, you know, got a lot of legacy stuff, a lot right. of legacy links going to it. Right. Live journal is what freaks me out. It's still at number eight. Right. And I'm actually really shocked at, let me just run down the top 10 really quick so, you know, people can hear it. Uh, number one is Facebook. No surprise there. Number two is Twitter. I'm a little surprised number three is LinkedIn. I'm not. That's but been picking up steam for really? the past is, five years. It's been co completely picking up steam. Wow. I just Is it really useful? I mean, I guess it is in this hardcore business world. But. Well, And they also did that thing where they like replicated like the Twitter timeline so you can post status updates to LinkedIn, which, yeah. I, I, which I find ridiculous. Yeah. But, I, I and I'm, and I'm, on, I'm on my way to canceling my LinkedIn account. It's, I, it's I been nothing but account, a headache. But whatever. Um, number four is Pinterest. No surprise there. The Mom Brigade. There you go. I mean, it's it, Pinterest is is made for women, and uh, there's a lot of women on the internet now, and it's this hugely popular site. And I get why, but I will never be on it. Okay, move on. Number five being MySpace. I I still can't believe that it's number five. Uh, but then again, we start to get to these. Number six, Google Plus. Uh, you know, I don't know anybody that's still on there. It's I'm still on there, but it is it's. Like I said, I said on a previous show, it's a broadcast medium. Nobody's consuming. Nobody's engaging with stuff other people post. At least yeah. not to the, because the way they uh, formatted the circles now, mm -hmm. it's like now all I see are my friends. I don't see the like t ten other circles that I've like shared right. from other people and all yeah. this stuff. So I've got ten thousand people. I'm in ten thousand people circles on Google Plus. I post something. I get one or two pluses or maybe a comment from people that have already commented on it on right. Facebook. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. And have you ever done one of the hangouts? Um, yeah, I did a Bones Brigade hangout, which was pretty cool. Right. I mean, like, I heard the hangout feature was actually pretty groovy and I'm surprised that nobody has stolen it. And well, the tech is pretty cool too. The way yeah. that, the way that like focuses the camera on who's talking and right. it, it's pretty neat. And mm -hmm. the, the video quality was pretty good. We actually started using hangouts for work instead of Skype because mm. it's more reliable than Skype and it gets through corporate firewalls easier. Oh, yeah. smart. Yeah, nice. it works pretty well, especially for multi-user. Like, so if you've got like a four team, yeah. like a four team chat, yeah, it works groups way Skype better than Skype. can be a nightmare. Yeah, especially if somebody doesn't have uh, the premium account, yeah. then you're screwed. You yeah, you one need on one, one person that at least has that. Uh, number seven, Deviant Art. Don't know much about it. I do. Lots <laughs> of pictures. Uh, okay. It's it's you know basically uh, it's kind of like Flickr for artists and digital artists. Oh, okay, that's cool. It, it, you can get some. There's some really talented people on Deviant Art. Hmm. I no. know that's one of my brother's top top sites, I believe. Oh, cool. Very yeah. cool. Eight Live Journal. Cannot believe yeah. it. <laughs> that's it's really surprising. Uh, nine Tagged. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Ten Orchid. Heard of it, but <laughs> didn't I can't, know that was still didn't a know thing. people were on it. Uh, Eleven Cafe Mom. I think we know the target market there. Never heard of it. Uh, they should probably make a deal with Pinterest. Number twelve, Ning. Wow. I, I thought I thought they. Pretty I much thought they went the out. Of it. Yeah, me too. When they went all paid. You yeah. Know, there's no no free. Yeah, they pretty much Ning killed it. So, uh, thirteen Meetup. Um, I personally have never used Meetup, but I know a ton of people that you know 
we are here in Los Angeles. There's a lot of people that move here, don't know people. Meetups supposed to be fantastic for that, and I've never I have a bunch of friends say it's great. So. I've, done, I've done a couple of meetups. They're pretty fun. No, oh, cool. You do get to meet some some neat people. Excellent. Uh, Fourteen. My life. I, I just know that it, when you Google someone, that always shows up, whether they're on it or not. I didn't. Oh, I didn't yeah. know anybody was actually on it. I don't think anybody is on. I think they basically they just scrape scour public, databases. Pu- yeah, public yeah. data. And so there you go. Fifteen is multiply. No, I've never, never heard of it. it. And they didn't really. Um, you know, there's no there's no Tumblr on here, which I guess they're not considering a social network. But yeah, well, if if they were going with that, Blogger would be on here too. Yeah. So right, or because they're not the apps really like Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can follow other people's blogs, but it's not as interpersonal type yeah. of thing. So yeah, so that's an awful lot of social networks, and an awful lot of time if you're on all of them. <laughs> yeah it's yeah and you know i don't know and you, you talked about foursquare before i still don't understand the the purpose of that if um, they did auto check-ins like if i get to a place and i'm stopped for a good bit of time yeah check me in i don't want to have to sit there and manually check in because check-in fatigue was a it was a huge one what was the, their competitor for a while it was really pretty. I think they were out of Austin. Yeah, there was another one. And I loved. I loved them just for their design. I thought that the when Facebook rolled out their check-ins, I thought Foursquare would go away. But the the thing I like about Foursquare, where it could be really cool, is is for businesses that offer the deals when you check in. Yeah. But not enough people use it anymore because it's going out, and not enough businesses are doing anything like that. But I thought that was like that's pretty groovy. Like. Dennis you know. Crowley says that they're still getting more check-ins than they have before, and they're still doing okay. But you right. know that's. But that, I agree, you should be CD. able to have like it automatically on all the time, and just like it'll pop up and say, "Do you want to check in here?" But then you get into the privacy. It's like, do I really want to have that all the time? Right. And be trackable. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, no, not really. I actually <laughs> didn't really look into Foursquare enough. Like I assume that. I would assume that it's only people that I follow that see my updates, but it may not be. They could. You, they get a pretty decent. Um, uh, preference okay. package i'll have to actually do this yeah I, I i checked into them when i was uh starting on the book and mm-hmm. they had a they had a pretty good set of privacy controls right i think it's a great concept and i, I was always a little bummed that facebook didn't actually just kind of use them and try to do their own version so that, I, they, they probably, might have just not let them yeah they, they might know. have not yeah like you look at that that blow up with facebook and google like <laughs> you know the cross-pollination between you know, user accounts and stuff like that. Yeah. There's always, there's always back channel stuff that you never hear about. Yeah. So yeah, if they could all just get along then. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know that again, going back to the past, we were saying that when in the great browser wars, (laughs) God, if only Microsoft and and Netscape could get along and pick a set of standards so we didn't have to recode everything. I guess now they sort of finally did. Yeah. Well, I mean, well now Google split off the, um, their engine that they were using with Chrome that was basically yeah. Apple's engine. And yeah. That's that's a new thing. But if you look at the check-in history, Google's been basically driving WebKit for the past, like, two years. Yeah. All the check-ins were them, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've been kind of wanting to get back into it just because we're doing the podcast and I've got some other things coming up where I kind of want to have my personal brand be back out there. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that it's it's... If you have something to sell or promote, it makes sense to be on all these places. It was also kind of fun. I did right. get to meet a lot of people right. on with, with using you know my social network prowess, <laughs> and I got invited to a lot of parties and had a a lot of fun. Right. But yeah, then you do tend to get burnt out when it doesn't perform the way you expect it to perform. <laughs> I've had that happen, and you know. Then you get frustrated, and then you say something stupid, and then you lose half your friends. Yeah, you do those late-night drunk posts or yep, accidental yep. Instagrams. 
<laughs> well, and that's the that's the thing that I've been kind of struggling with. It's like, okay, yeah, I used to be pretty popular on these. Mm-hmm. And then I got to be fairly unpopular because I kept, you know, having blow-ups and having problems <laughs> with them. And it's like, can you rebuild your reputation? And I, I'm, I'm of the mind that you can because it's a whole new crowd. I mean, I, I look at my subset of people that I was really close with, and it was <laughs> close with being, you know, a relative term. But it was like, you yeah, know. Virtually close with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in my heyday, I think I probably had 9,000 Twitter followers. Right. And I systematically unfollowed them all. <laughs> and I, I just had, I had bot fatigue too. I'm like, cause everybody's like, Oh, how many followers, followers, followers. I'm like, it doesn't matter. They're 90% of them are bots. You don't know if anybody's ever read your post because there's yeah. some people just check it once a day and they look at what's on their screen and then they move on. Yeah. They see you the know? 15 or whatever that yeah. they got right in front of them. Yeah. When you look at, when you look at the actual number of <clears throat> completists who look at where they stopped then when they launch Twitter again, go back to exactly where they were and read every post. That's a that number is very small, and yeah. I'm sure it's getting smaller all all the time. Yeah, and I remember at, uh, back when I was first like really getting into Twitter, and you you were on your way out already. Uh, What's that guy? The director, Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Who I wanted to follow. I followed him on Twitter, and I oh, remember bitching so, to you about how yeah. I can't handle it because he was using it. Completely inappropriately. Oh, he was writing prose in yeah. like 140 character chunks in 35 posts yeah. in a row. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't follow. This makes no sense. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts my head, Jason. Well, and he's he's <coughs> he basically has no idea how technology works. I I, I got some some backstories from from his. <laughs> but I, that's I actually, fine. He doesn't no. claim to. And no, that's but not he, his should job. Have, he should have. He, he has should have. He has people doing it. He should yes. have people that. In, in it's like the whole George Lucas thing. He made a shitty movie because all the people that surrounded him didn't tell him his movie was shitty. <laughs> Kevin Smith is making shitty tweets because his people aren't saying. Uh, sir, do that's that. not how you're supposed to use it. <laughs> you know, it's 140 characters for a fucking reason. <laughs> Be brief. Yeah. I mean, he's a super smart guy. I love his books. But yeah, he's he was using Twitter just completely wrong. And it just blew my mind and I couldn't handle it. And that's one of the reasons yeah, I, mean, I never got into Twitter, too. Because Well, you could have just unfollowed him and yeah, dealt no, with I other did. people. I did. Yeah. I did. But I, what I discovered about it is I actually like long form. Mm-hmm. I don't like short form. That's That's why I don't dig Twitter. I can't. I don't want it condensed down to 140 characters. If you have something interesting, it's going to take more than 140 characters unless it's a cool little funny joke. And I'm not I'm just not into it. I get Twitter for breaking news and trends and all that sort of stuff, but for me, I I know enough about myself to know I don't like Twitter. I will probably never be on it. I occasionally do an update, that's it. Yeah, and like I said, I'm thinking about going back. Mm-hmm. And I also look at things like uh, Flipboard, who takes they'll take all of the links that your friends have posted that day and create a little magazine for you. Right. And this was a fun thing when I started reading again when I was in uh, on vacation because I haven't read a lot as far as tech news goes right. in years. I, I subscribed to the Tim Ferriss Information Diet theory for a while, <laughs> and unfortunately, I took that to the extreme. And stopped reading all of the industry news. Right. So now I'm getting back into industry news, and I'll read 100 articles a day. Just flip through them, like on the treadmill. But here, here's a million-dollar idea if somebody wants to go make it. <laughs> so Flipboard takes all of your the posts from your friends yeah. and, and displays them to you. So why can't I thumbs up, thumbs down those articles and say, this is something I want to read, this is something I don't want to read. And on the back end, they algorithmically unfollow People that I have, you know, regularly right. not liked their links. Just un- just take them out of the yeah. take them take out them of the out algorithm, of the and so say, 
you post a great link, mm-hmm. and two of your friends post a great link. Match that, match them, well, match them up, and auto follow your friends, right? And find you know find like interest, but then that gets into privacy issues. Why? It's just it's a it's a Twitter follow. Okay. No, I'm I'm saying using straight from Twitter, using Twitter as as a news aggregator that basically you are driving, but it's algorithmic on the back end. That is a really good idea. So you can you know you basically have your news swarm. Yeah. But you don't have to. It, it all matches on the back end. I mean, I, I have a flowchart that I wrote out about it. So this is kind of a kind of a quick overview. Of it. But I think, yeah. yeah, I'm just not good enough of a programmer to probably pull that one off. But I think I think the core there's a core idea there of using social networks, like especially Twitter. I mean, Facebook. I really don't care about because it's pictures of cats kicking themselves in the face. Um, no, that's Tumblr. No, that's gifs. Gifs. Sorry. Gif. Gif. Not according to the inventor. Well, the inventor, can, the inventor can suck my ass. <laughs> Look, if somebody's been using your product for 20 years now, your invention for 20 years now, and been calling it GIF, you can't stand up now and say it's GIF. No. GIF is peanut butter. Well, I, FY. Well, I, I'm, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But I'm just saying, I think that there are some cool tertiary uses for, for these technologies that I mean, people have been working on forever. You know? Yeah. It's there's still some fun stuff to be had, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. How much value is there really to it? Obviously a lot since this is driving our economy now, but... I don't know how it's driving our economy. I don't either. I still don't understand that. Well, you you show me one social media (laughs) expert out of a thousand that's, you know, making money. Oh, well, everybody's a social media expert now. Of course. There was was this guy that I introduced to you recently. He was like, yeah, I do social media and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. What's your page? I'll follow your page. And once every 45 minutes, he posts a link on how social media can jazzercise your business. (laughs) And I'm like, if you've got so much fucking business... Why are you posting, are you all, posting all this crap? You should not have time to post this stuff. It it, it got to the point where it, just, it was laughable. Right. You know, and I, I listened to a podcast the other day about this woman who wrote these Pinterest marketing for dummies books. And wow. I, two of them. Two. There's two dummies books on Pinterest marketing. Yeah. So... Um. I, I mean, the, the, yeah, <laughs> I think she's making more money on the books than she probably ever made marketing on Pinterest. Oh, but, for sure. Yes. And, and I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, you can you can go that, down that, that rabbit hole and deal with these social media experts who, you know, have basically taught themselves from reading other social media experts who probably sold them a, uh, a package <laughs> deal on videos. and Yes. Those, those horrible uh, webcam videos where they're just you know, <laughs> sitting in front of a white wall and you pay a hundred bucks on AppSumo and they teach you how to do something that is, you know, com- has been bled dry six months ago. And oh, sorry, I'm, I went off. No, on no, it's okay. There. I was just, uh, I, I was going off in my own mind about like the series of like how to make something viral that I saw recently. I'm like, Oh my God, you can't make something viral. <laughs> it just happens. You can't force it. Oh, we had, oh. <laughs> although, Although, apparently, there was a big, huge article, we'll have to talk about this in a future episode, about how size thing was actually, you know, not viral. It was actually really created, supposedly. Manufactured. Manufactured viralness, but who knows. So Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look into that. I mean, that, that, you know, the craziest thing that I find, at least from the business perspective, because I approach social networks and social media from a business perspective, because in general, I'm doing it for bands, not so much for me. And uh, it's just the lack of, of 
accountability and a lack of metrics and a lack of stats about mm -hmm. everything. And it would be so easy for them to build in real stats, but they don't want to for obvious reasons. And if they are keeping stats, they're keeping it internally for, for you know, advertising reasons and trying to make money. But I mean, what kind of stats are you looking for? Let's look, because I think nowadays, especially with Twitter, they've got their own URL shortener, so they can track outbound links. They can see who yeah. clicked on what. You know, I mean, that was the impetus for them creating their own shortener, I'm sure. But you can't so see can how many people it. see your, your update. If you're an advertiser. They have to be active and click. No, if you're an advertiser, like when we first started this podcast, mm -hmm. just out of the blue, they sent me $50 worth of free Twitter ads. Right. So I created a, a promoted post for us just to get some people in the door to see how it went. Right. And the, um, the stats that they gave me were actually pretty, really pretty comprehensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw how many times it was posted, how many times it was clicked. I got, you know, pretty good targeting. I only wanted people who spoke English in the right. United States and did all, all the, you know, didn't mind the, the occasional the, bad just word. Like the, yeah. <laughs> it, over 18. Right. Um, and I did target just kind of like you do with AdSense. Yeah. And I mean, and yeah, it was 50 bucks. I think we got 130 clicks mm -hmm. out of that. So, right. and I've done the Facebook ads before too. And I, the same thing, you get yeah. pretty good, you get pretty good metrics on that. But yeah, I mean, just your standard average, like post that say doesn't have a link. I'm just doing something and I'm going to, for a band, I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put it on Twitter, put it on MySpace. I'm going to put it on blah, blah, blah. Uh, but there, I mean, there, there are companies that actually do social media metrics yeah. now that you can actually hire and pay to, yeah. to do that. And you use your URL shorteners for the different things that yeah. get shortened, shortened, <laughs> double shortened. Yes. You know, so you get the round robin. It's like bounce, 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 bounce. Yeah. 18 fucking bounces <laughs> before you get to the link. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, you can track this stuff. It might not be. Because Twitter is not interested in you making a post and your metrics on no. it. Because right. you're not paying them yeah. to advertise it. So why are, they, why, are they, yeah, why are they going to... Why would they? Yes. So, and I get that. So, But it's out there. I mean, and it's coming along. Because it, it is in their best interest to... like. It's in their, their best no. interest to have it be a useful tool for people. Yeah. And Especially you, for yeah. businesses. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing that still boggles my mind is why Facebook is actively you know, basically waging war on people who have built Facebook apps and, and making, making the tabs smaller and hidden. And cause it used yeah. to be, you know, you make a Facebook app for your brand front and center. You could make it the page. You could make it the homepage. Yeah. And you can't do that anymore. Nope. It's, it's relegated Facebook to a tiny is tab. getting rid of that stuff fast. Yeah. So. And I just don't understand why they, there's so much money that people put into these, these apps and games to get people to come to Facebook mm -hmm. to play these games yeah. or, you know, any kind of like engagement app. I, I still don't understand why they're trying to, you know, push that off to the side. Yeah, it's a little surprising to me too. But I mean, I mean, can you can do you have an explanation for it? Why would they do that? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, can you think of anything why they would be doing this? Uh, the only, you know, they're well, they want to control everything. They want to close garden. I, I think that they're moving away from the open garden policy, so they don't want anybody playing around with their APIs anymore. Absolutely but, not true. Okay. I, there was just a, I was just reading on their, their blog, their, their ecosystem, and how they're expanding it. Really? Yeah. Well, then it makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever that the entire interface has basically banished anything that you can create. Yeah, that's it's what... It's impossible that's, to find. That's why I don't understand yeah. it. Why are they doing I don't that? even understand my personal page anymore, much, much less the layouts on, on, the, on pages. 
Yeah, I do. I do so. like the new graph search because you can find out some crazy shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that new graph search. If you know how to structure a query, you can find some interesting things about people. Well, it's the new. It's the new uh, Google's you know ability. The new Google Google search ability. If you can put together a good query, yeah. The graph search is, is funky, and yeah, even more reason to check all your privacy settings on Facebook. It doesn't matter. They're going to reset them for you next time. I know. They'll anyway. reset them the next time you install the app again. Or just on the website, <laughs> even if you don't use the app. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think I, I definitely think that as far as what you're saying with, with trackability and stuff like that, if you don't, even if you're not getting it through this service, there are other services There are services there. you can go get it, yeah. Not, not, I don't know if they're any good because <laughs> some of the ones that we've tried in the past for, for different marketing campaigns have just, the stats have been abysmal. Right. And, you know, some of the stuff is untrackable. Yeah, and that's fine. And it doesn't really bother me so much because I, at the end of the day, it's you're trying to sell something and you don't really know. I mean, you can find out some stuff, but it's more eyeballs and just, you know, it's like commercials. You just, you just want to get your brand out in front of people and yeah. hope it sinks in. And eventually, maybe they'll come around and take a look at something. And I don't care if they click on the link or if they just remember it later and type it in. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because that's, un- yeah, you can't, that's unquantifiable. Yeah, exactly. You know? Especially like the cheap ads that you just throw out on Facebook that you don't want people to click. Yeah. You know, that was a, <laughs> that, there was a whole black art to that. People were doing really completely unclickable ads that you would never click on, but you would remember it. Yeah. And then later on, they would do a different campaign where they wanted you to click because they would get like these high priced ads that were just whatever, but they'd have a certain person's face on it, which was the, the whatever chintzy ass marketer was trying to sell you a, a product. <laughs> and then they would come back and get the cheap stuff and then, you know, recycle through. There's, there's a whole bunch of that stuff going on, but I completely lost the train where I was going with that. <laughs> it's, it's the whole marketing thing with it, I guess. But. Yeah. Well, we kind of got away from the whole social media fatigue thing, which is going to be our original well, topic I, well, anyways. No, because I think we got fatigued. <laughs> yeah, we got fatigued with it. That's definitely true. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I still, I'm hopeful that I can go back to it See, and you're, figure you're it out. You're being very optimistic about it right now, and I'm definitely being a, a negative realist at the moment. Well, like I said, <laughs> I... I, in my uh, my little diatribe on my blog, yes. I'm, I'm starting up new stuff, yeah. and I need to get back out there and talk to people and meet people and get back on the horse. Right. It's not I can't just sit in my room and just hope people will show up. That's you gotta, true. You gotta, you gotta bust throw your ass yourself and out there, get back out. Mm-hmm. And I did. I did actually. Sadly enough, le- I left Tumblr. My blog <laughs> is now off Tumblr. It is back to WordPress. <laughs> well, yeah. We've talked a thousand times about how crappy WordPress is, but I, I applaud your decision to get off Tumblr. Well, it's, because it's, I do it's think I you control. should own your own shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I have control now. Yeah, you know, and most of it's my photography stuff that was I put up there two years ago. And so, if you go to jpd.me, personal plug, there shameless, you um, you'll means. see you'll see all of my photography stuff in a couple posts. But I'm going to start ramping up the posts now so that I'm back from vacation. Let me ask you a question. Going away from the fatigue thing, since you're obviously not fatigued and you're jumping back in all the way. I've been fatigued. I am. Right. I am getting a second wind, and don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Okay, so you've got your own blog. Yes. Correct. You've got your own Facebook. You, I've got a private private Facebook you've account. Got a private I don't have Facebook. a public Facebook. You've account. got an Instagram. Which I don't use anymore. You've got a except Twitter. Except for that. Right. Yes. Okay. I have several, I have eight Twitter accounts. What else? Are, <laughs> what else? Are you, what other social networks are you on? Or um, slash app social Flickr. apping. I've still got Flickr. Um, I tried Vine. I thought it was useless. Right. Ab- it has absolutely no value to anything I want to do. <laughs> 
So my question is, when you decide you want to do something, yes. whatever it may be, how do you decide what goes where and where it belongs? And do you cross-pollinate if it's something big or that you really want to promote? Does it go everywhere? Or are you selective? Or how how okay. do you make your decisions on what goes where? Okay. Oh, don't forget my app.net account, Enigma Labs on <laughs> app.net. And uh, you can find me on Google+. Plus. <laughs> um, so basically, what, whenever I have something that I want to get out there, like, like say a new episode of the show, yes. I will craft a message for the audience for each individual service. I do not post the same message across every service, right. ever. Yeah. That's, you know, That's 101. Yeah, but because... Not that most social network experts know that. <laughs> Learn from cold, hard reality yeah. several times. They're like, why the fuck am I seeing this? Especially the cross-posting from Twitter to Flickr. That was, most people have figured out not to do that anymore. Or I think I've just banned Twitter so I don't see people's right. tweets that come across. Because if I'm following you on Facebook, guaranteed I'm following you on Twitter. Right. No doubt about it. Because my, my circle of friends I know my, mainly from Twitter. Because I was on Twitter before I moved back over to Facebook. And I just kind of... Yeah. But So I have cross-pollination there. So on Facebook, I craft a much longer message because that has can. something. Yeah. You know, and pick the right link for the... Um, like sometimes I'll post the link to the iTunes store mm -hmm. for our podcast. And sometimes I'll post it directly to the the actual episode right. page. On our on our. Yeah. Because if I'm talking about Sorry, show notes yeah. and, and what we talk about, mm -hmm. then I want to go to the episode page. Excuse me, Michelob. <laughs> Michelob Ultra is give a little gassy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so but yeah, basically to your point, I will I will craft a message for each individual service, right? Knowing my audience on that service. Okay. So yeah, there you go. That was that my was question. It? Yeah. Oh. I, I, <laughs> no well, problem. I was just as somebody that is active and getting active on on a number of different services. I was just like, what goes where? Yeah. How do you decide? Like, do you just do the same thing all the time, which seems to be what some people do, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, and and you know, you use metadata differently. Like, there's tagging on Facebook is doesn't exist. So, yeah. like on Instagram, I'll use a different tag. On Twitter, I'll use a different tag. Um, Tumblr, I'm not really using anymore except for following a few friends' blogs. But then I just use RSS. Right. Quick, quick, funny story. <laughs> At work today, I got an email yesterday saying, oh, uh, we put up this new Tumblr blog and we're getting word that the RSS wasn't set up right. Can you go check it out? I'm like, okay, it's Tumblr. You don't set up the RSS. It kind of comes, it with, the, comes with the car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like floor mats. It kind of <laughs> comes with the car. So I click on it. It's like, okay, there's the XML. I send it back. I'm like, no, here it is. There's the fucking link. And I find out today, like the, the entire story, apparently the, there's a PR company out of New York that these people use on occasion. And this woman at the PR agency, a senior at the PR agency was just like, well, I don't know why when I click on the link, it just, why do I have to download an app to look at RSS <laughs> feeds? Why doesn't it just happen? <laughs> Why do I have to copy and paste? I, I just, I, this is, this just doesn't work for me. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> Why do you have it? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, granted, RSS is on its way out, but yeah. it, it's, that's how the fucking shit works. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? that's just, that's what it is. I mean, yeah, some <laughs> feed burner, you get the pretty page where you can, but no, RSS is a, it's a it's fucking ugly, link to some XML. Yeah, that's it's it. ugly code. But somebody that's a head of a PR company that works on the internet should know how fucking RSS works. 
Uh, well, anyway, sorry, sorry. <laughs> quick, quick aside there. Got my I just, own rant I there, that. but I'm actually self-editing myself because that one might get me in trouble. Okay. Well, <laughs> this was this was unnamed and unsourced. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I'm just I'm working to get back on the horse with the social media and and try and get past the fatigue because I had it. I've had it several times. I've, I've I mean, it's like a fucking sine wave <laughs> with me in social media. But yeah, now I'm I, older I, I, and no. smarter and know. Yeah. Now I know how it works and I know that it's a tool. Yeah. It's not. I'm not, I don't want to use it for entertainment. Right. I'm using it as a tool to talk to people, to get to know people, to get my stuff out there and learn about them and, you know, quid pro quo and all the whole nine yards, you know, because it is a conversation and you can have fun with it if you're not stupid and follow 2000 people on Twitter or yeah. have a thousand friends on Facebook. Yeah, it's not it's never about the number. It's about the quality. Yeah, completely so, about the quality. I agree with that. I am still fatigued, so I'm not quite ready to jump on the horse with you. I will let you ride off into the sunset and okay. you let me know how it goes and maybe I'll follow you. All right. Later. All right. And uh, here's my I'm a hypocrite report. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I actually funded a Kickstarter um, after all these many episodes of me shitting all over it and hating it. But not hating Kickstarter, the concept, hating various aspects of it, the celebrities. But I did fund a semi-celebrities Kickstarter. I'm happy to report uh, somewhat breaking news right before we started the podcast that Zane Lamprey, uh, his uh, Kickstarter made it. Chug is on its way. Chug is on its way, and I'm quite looking forward to it. And uh, it's the first, and no, it's not the first Kickstarter I ever funded. I did fund my business partner, Wendy's Flipbook. It. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's nepotism. Um, yeah, that's nepotism. But uh, this is the first one I actually really went for, and I'm looking forward to the show, and we'll see. I have next to no interest in the behind-the-scenes emails and all the crap I'm getting, but I will wear my Chug shirt, and I'm looking forward to my digital episodes. I, too, will wear my Chug shirt because I funded it as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I think we both came in at the same same price point. So, yes, yes, so we, we, did. we will have the same T-shirt. So yeah. we have to we have to coordinate our wardrobes because we don't want to end up at Finn's wearing the same shirt. No, we can't do that. That's that's no. just wrong. But it, it, one one of the interesting things about about Zane's reading those behind the scenes emails that yeah. I, I learned was he he raised five hundred thousand mm-hmm. and listening to his podcast. He also did some of the math on his podcast. Mm-hmm. About one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of the five hundred thousand. Well, fifty thousand dollars immediately disappears. That right. goes to Kickstarter goes and Amazon. To Kickstarter and yeah. Amazon and Amazon. Yeah. Each they each take five percent, so that's four hundred and fifty. Right, which is a shit ton of money. <laughs> fifty grand. Yeah. So, and then on top of that, another hundred thousand goes into the perks. Yeah. Printing Selling all t-shirts. The shirts yeah, physical products shirts. and yeah. and and the parties. And all that crap. So another hundred thousand, one hundred and fifty thousand is out the door. Right. So the their gap funding is coming from his pocket. Right. He's paying for it. So. Or he's got to produce the show with basically a quarter of a mil, two fifty. No, he said he's putting in the rest of the money himself. Okay. Well, good for him. So, and he. We like that. Yeah, and he said that they knew that coming out of the out of the gate that even if they got the five hundred, it wasn't going to be enough. So he's going to personally put his money in for the rest. Right. Which is probably going to be about the same as what what they raised yeah you know so because they're doing eight episodes and the the budget on this is more than three sheets yeah so so looking forward to it happy i did it we'll see how it goes yeah i love zane so So, me too good for him i I hope the show is as good as three sheets was that's all i'm hoping for (laughs) yep so So, uh i hear you got a new printer 
Uh, I actually have two new printers sitting around the office at the moment, neither of which will work, which brings me to my hate of the week. Uh, not the printer, tech support. Okay. Tech support, tech support, tech support. But why isn't it the printer if you have to call tech support because the printer doesn't work? Well, because uh, the hate expands beyond the printer. I mean, it's just everything is made so cheaply now, and it's all, like, it's basically built to fail. And, oh, God, tech support. Um, my, my new theory right now, and I'm just going to pass this on to everybody as a, as a grumpy old geek. If the shit doesn't work right away when you plug it in, don't even bother. Don't call. Return it. Return it right away, get another one, plug it in. If that one doesn't work, get something different. Tech support is useless. I, I'm not even going to do any kind of rant about India because I, I, I don't care. You can well, connect me to somebody on the moon. If they could fix it, I'd be happy. <laughs> but nobody can fix anything anymore. And the process that you have to go through, the level one, the level two, the level three, now we got to kick it up to a supervisor. Now we got to kick it. And you have to go through it. I just want, when I pick up the phone, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Do not put me straight on to level three. How I've many? already done all the. I've I've started it and restarted it. Yes, I've plugged it into a different. I have eight computers here. I've tried it with the eight different computers. It does not fucking work. <laughs> How many people call them every day though and say, "I know what I'm doing." No, I get it. You know, I, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of accreditation thing that we can do. <laughs> no, no, we need a, we need a secret word. We, we need, need some, a, yes, a secret word. Geeks need to establish some sort of yes. bananas. <laughs> if we call and just say bananas at the very beginning, kick us right to level three, please, for the love of fucking god, because I cannot handle the hour and a half it takes to get to level three anymore. I can't do it. I want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I have a migraine. I can't believe I now. I, second printer here also doesn't work. Two grumpy old geeks tried to get this thing to work. It yeah, doesn't it doesn't fucking work. work. And I'm gonna no. have to call tech support again <laughs> and go through the whole process to get them to return it. Oh, uh, oh, I want to die. <laughs> Just I can't handle it. The, the whole process of tech support is so fundamentally flawed. If if you know what you're doing. It, it, you just want to kill yourself. And they should ha they should give you a pass. Like they, no, 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 no. Just even if you've been through the support before, you should be able to say, "I've been through the queue. Right. It still doesn't work." They won't Can you bump let me? you. They don't let you. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's just burning money for them. That's so stupid. Uh, and, and yeah, and it, it's it's horrible customer service, and it turns you off onto the product. Like I will never get another Epson printer now. Ever. Yeah, we shouldn't have. Had, if you asked me in the first place, I said fuck Epson. But. I went off the reviews, off the Apple site that said it is a hundred percent, without a doubt, completely compatible with everything that I have. I, I did the work ahead of time. And well. it's lies, lies. I tell you. <laughs> did you check to see if all the reviews were from Epson employees? I should have. I should have <laughs> looked into that. Actually, uh, it's insane, and I don't want to. You know, I'm sure Epson is a fine company, but this printer sucks balls. So I'm going to give you a tip. If you ever have to deal with, um, and you should never have to deal with this, but I, we used to have AT&T DSL. Yes. The best tech support that they have is in India. If you deal with the Americans, they're fucking retarded. <laughs> but if you wait till after 8 o'clock at night, yeah. Pacific Standard Time, right. call them up. You can get an Indian tech on the phone, and yeah. you can tell them, I know what I'm doing. All I right. work in the business. Here's the problem. Here's my MAC address. Here's all this stuff. They will give you deep down tech support, like straight, yeah. straight from the. the no, I've got to say my my second call to Epson tech support because this one will be the third just to get rid of it. That guy was from India. It was later at night. The earlier call was a 
friggin' waste of time. And I actually ended up hanging up in anger. Like, I just gave up on him. <laughs> when I went to the second call, he was great. Like, he ran me through every single step. He's like, all right, this is the absolute last thing we can try. And after that, we're just going to send you a new printer because you've done everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'm sorry for your woes. And I should could have told you never buy an Epson printer. Uh, it was highly rated. It said it was 100% <laughs> compatible. Um, I, I just can't. It's, it's, I've been stuck in, in the tech support world this entire week both with the printer and then i've had a couple other things go wrong and it's just soul-sucking experience and and so incredibly frustrating and if i hear have you turned it off and turned it on again one more time i'm gonna shove my face through something they don't say uh have you cycled the power yeah no Oh, okay. Please turn was... it off and turn it on again. Wait 10 seconds, sir. Oh, oh, you know what? That's that's <laughs> only if you're in, in corporate America. When the IT guys go, oh, excuse me, have you cycled the power? Have you cycled the power? I, do you mean turn it off and turn it back on? Yeah, yeah. yeah I fucking figured yeah, that did one that, out. Did that. Yeah. <laughs> I am also having a problem with the trivia app. So well, it, doesn't, well. it doesn't work for you anymore. It stopped working. And, and you paid for it. And I paid for it. And I sent them an email 48 hours ago now. Wow. Well, I, no I bet there's a lot of other yet. people. No response. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry for your woes. Yeah, well, it's technology. I don't expect it to work anymore. It's I do miss the old days when we could actually like take a screwdriver, open things <laughs> up, actually tweak it a little bit ourselves and kind of get things working, but uh the it, everything's moved on. It's all modular and cheap and like I said, if it doesn't work right away, don't don't bother anymore. Just get a new one. Get a new one. <laughs> so, speaking of the old days, yes. I have a like this week, Ooh. which is very very retro. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people this this is kind of a uh, uh, a touchy topic for some programmers because my pick of the week is the movie Hackers. Came oh. out in 1994, I believe. I believe it, no, 95. I 95. love that movie. Angelina Jolie, Johnny Lee Miller mm-hmm. before they got married. Yes. Fisher Stevens, mm-hmm. Penn Jillette. <laughs> uh, it was it was so cheesy but so damn good. It also has. A fucking amazing soundtrack. That is the movie that turned me on to Orbital. <laughs> yeah, because on the intro soundtrack, awesome. Yeah. The first, the first song when they're flying in after mm-hmm. he gets busted when he's a kid, he flies in and they're playing uh, playing Orbital. Took me took me a while to figure it out, and then I, I've been a huge Orbital fan ever since. But yeah. that whole soundtrack was, well, most of the soundtrack it was pretty damn good. Yeah, it had was Prodigy a great had Prodigy in yeah. it. The whole thing. The only downside of that movie is they used rollerblades instead of skateboards, which is well, it's no gleaming the cube. Gleaming the Cube was uh, <laughs> also known in the states. I don't even know where that as, came from. No, but also known in the states as a re-release as A Brother's Love. Really? That was the re-release title for Gleaming the Cube. Wow, <laughs> that's even worse than the original title. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, I just I I've seen the movie like fifty times. And I just rewatched it recently, and it's got legs. Did it hold it's up? Still, it totally holds I up. I haven't seen it in at least ten years. They did such a good job of. Basically, pulling out what the hackers are actually doing uh, into like this visual metaphor that was so cheesy. But when you go back and watch it, it's oh my god! I just I I love it. I love that movie so damn much. Um, I'm gonna delay the Arrested Development and uh, probably watch that. You haven't watched Arrested Development yet? I haven't watched it yet. It's getting shit reviews. I've heard that it takes until the seventh episode when things start to gel and then everything comes together and then you have to go back and watch the seven that you've already watched because there's <laughs> things that you didn't get until you got to the seventh. Okay. Well, the uh, fact that it's so bad so, that their stock prices is, is down because of it. I saw that today <laughs> yeah. too. That was shocking. Um, you know, whatever. I'm, it's arrested development. How can it be bad? But 
we'll review that at some other point it's when I've actually point. finally seen it. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, check it out. But if, <laughs> if, if you're, if I'm telling you, if you're, if you're into computers, you like kits, you like good music. Angelina Jolie, young, beautiful, topless, uh, topless. <laughs> yeah. And, and I actually, in um, my first site spew, Mm-hmm. I did a, a story called Hackers Bait and Switch because I had a copy, a little postage stamp QuickTime of the trailer. Yeah. And there were a ton of scenes that they cut from the final movie. And I went through and I'm like, I, I timelined like, this wasn't in the movie. This wasn't. In, oh, that was hot. And that wasn't in the movie. That sucks. Is there <laughs> a special edition DVD release with all these? They're never going to re-release that movie Damn ever. It. Damn it. Which sucks because it was, I mean, it was a great movie. And I'm glad to see John Lee Miller's back on the horse with uh, Elementary. He's awesome in it. Yeah, haven't watched that yet either. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite show on TV. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, he plays a good Holmes. <laughs> I mean, it's a totally different Holmes, but it's well, it's, it's got it's Lucy good. Liu. I'm not a huge fan oh, of Lucy Liu at all. I am. Yeah, she doesn't really do it for me, <laughs> okay. but yeah. Um, but yeah, he's really good in it. Okay, so check that I out. I'll check that out as well. So that, I mean, that was I, we're out of time. So I had a, <laughs> I had a bunch of other stuff I want to talk about that tied into hackers, but we'll leave it for another show. Yeah, we're well, gonna start up the next one with that. Okay. All right. So uh, on the web, you can find us at grumpyoldgeeks.com. On Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash grumpyoldgeeks. You can email us at podcast at grumpyoldgeeks or get in touch with us via the contact form on grumpyoldgeeks.com. We're not going to mention the Twitter right now because Brian hates it and is not going to use it. <laughs> well, you're getting back on the horse, so you can take care of that. I'm not going to. I got my own. I got eight accounts I got to deal with. God, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida.